Good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. This is Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. It is Thursday, January 7th, 2021. So glad you could join us today. Wow. Uh, it just, you you thought after 2020, Tom, that, um, wow, it, it just, things would not get worse. And then uh, we have yesterday, right? I mean, just, it was a crazy thing. Um, but for all of our listeners, um, Thank you so much for tuning in today, whether you're in uh, Mississippi, Virginia, Florida, Georgia. We're so grateful that you're joining us. And uh, I've asked Kenny Luck from uh, California to join us. I reached out to Kenny the other day. Kenny had such a good perspective on uh, dealing with coronavirus, and he was there in California where they were amidst lockdown. And so I invited him to come back, and he graciously agreed to uh, Kenny is the founder and president of Everyman Ministries. He was a men's minister at Saddleback. He's written lots of books, has spoken lots of places, um, put it out digitally, in person. He's just a warrior on the road for trying to get men to engage and be the men God created them to be. And um, I'm so happy that he's willing to join us today. Kenny, welcome back to SWAT Radio. It's good to be with you, Doug. Thanks for taking taking me on the program. No, I, I just I, I know uh, you're out there in the middle of lockdown country. How are you and your wife, Chrissy, and uh, everybody doing with everything? Well, I, I just survived a, a two week knockdown drag out battle with the coronavirus itself. Uh, on uh, December twelfth, I tested positive and. Um, and then it just sank its fangs into me and, and, you know, you, you hear things and you, you read things and you watch the news and, but it was nothing like what I experienced. And so, um, I'm roaring back. Uh, it was a huge battle for me on day 10. I almost went to the hospital just to cover because of my breathing, Mm -hmm. but, um, God was with me in, in the middle of it. There was a force in the fire and on day seven, you know, we battled and fever broke. On day ten, we won the breast battle. You know, on on day fourteen, the body fog and aches and pains broke. You know, mm-hmm. and so um, God didn't stop coronavirus from entering my body. He could have, but um, He was with me in it, and it just retaught me the gospel, Doug, because you know. God delivered me out of just that sickness, and thankfully, uh, but, you know, I was helpless, and and God did everything, and God retaught me the gospel. He said, Kenny, you were helpless. You controlled nothing, mm. and um, and I, I did everything when you were powerless, so uh, it was a good moment uh, when you're made vulnerable, when any of us, all your listeners, you, me, Tom, when we're made vulnerable by something that we can't control, uh, it it, it opens our hearts and ears to God's voice and what God may want to say. And so uh, it was a good time for me because I really don't get sick. I haven't been sick in, in, in years, and I was knocked to the mat, and, uh, and God spoke to me. And so I, 
it, whether whether it's the craziness of what's going on or if you get COVID or if you're just made to feel insecure by something out of control happening to you that you didn't welcome or want, mm-hmm. just know that God is with you and God is speaking and God is present and God is active and God is moving and God is advancing his plan. So so God took you back into a period of waiting for a couple of weeks while you were uh, on your back, although you were fighting the virus. Um, you know, let me yeah. ask you this about that. You know, you wrote the Corona Chronicles a year ago. Uh, you told us yeah. about it when yeah. we were at Iron Sharpens Iron here. Uh, would you yeah. go back and change anything you wrote in there after experiencing it now? No, because I I really wouldn't. I, I'm because you know Scripture is definitive, and we were working out of the Book of Philippians, and we were saying that you know negative circumstances possess our bodies, but not us. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, you know, I'm not defined mm-hmm. by my environment. You know, and certain negative circumstances they affect the temporal and not the eternal. And you know, negative circumstances impact my plans, but God's not not, not God's purpose and love. So, you know, that's the core of what we were communicating uh, in the Corona Chronicles. And uh, Philippians one twenty seven is still good. Whatever happens, Paul says to the believers in Philippi, he says, whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel. So whether I'm with you or not, we're standing firm in the one spirit, and we're striving together for faith in the one gospel. Mm. Oh yeah, that's, we can do that no matter what's happening. Yeah, I remember. Basically, you you made the statement last time you were on that uh, you know we may be affected temporarily by our circumstances, but not eternally, and it connects us to a larger picture of a loving God as we go through those things. And uh, and you certainly have experienced it. Did your wife go through it too? Did she have it? Uh, did she experience yeah, the same? She, she had it. She had it, but it was a milder. Like she had a fever one day and a headache the second day, and then she just cruised. Wow. Uh, I wasn't so fortunate. You know, my blood type A positive. You get the worst symptoms. Oh, if your listeners are out there and they're O positive and they're in the O category, lowest incidence, least symptoms. B, you're kind of in the middle. But A positive is uh, unfortunately. That's you'll, you'll that's me. I'm an A positive guy too. Uh, but I have, I don't think I've had it yet. Um, my mom and dad okay, got it. Well, God, that's good. Yeah. My mom and Ooh. yeah, my mom and dad got it. They're in their eighties and my mom had it really bad. It really wrecked her pretty good. Uh, my dad, he, he's like your wife fever for a couple of days and, uh, he kind of yeah, got through it's everybody it. different. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, Kenny, um, you, you have, uh, you, you've got a book called dangerous good. Uh, the coming revolution of men who care. We talked a little bit about it last time. Uh, looking at what's going on in our world, and I, I don't want to delve too much into it. It's hard not to acknowledge it. I mean, what happened yesterday um, and, and even over the summer and over the last, I mean, since we've talked, I mean, back in March, a lot, so has, a, a lot has transpired uh, where there's a lot of men uh, who – basically have done things that aren't good. And I was thinking about a story in your book where you talk about that runner. I can't remember if he was at Oklahoma or Oklahoma city or somewhere and he was running and he got shot because some guys were bored and they decided to go out. You remember that um, from the book? Yeah, I do. Uh, And you talk about, you know, how guys sitting around just 
decide to do something because they're not really engaged in what they should be engaged in. They're not really doing what God's called them to. Uh, and, and they they have yeah. they're just bored. Do you think what happened yeah. uh, over the summer with a lot of that, and even what we saw yesterday? It's not that people are bored, but if they were really focused on mission, and God had connected them with people like you and me and other people who are I know are around them, uh, they might have different outcomes for a lot of those people. Well, it always goes back to identity, always. If you know who you are, you know what to do. If you don't know who you are, you're in a recruiting war with the world, the flesh, and the devil to find out, you know, how to be, how to believe, and how to behave. And that's why we share the gospel. That's why we want uh, everyone to to, 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 to to cross the line and, and to know their maker and to know who they are so that they do know what to do. But uh, depending on which identity you choose, mm-hmm. as a person of faith who believes that you're created by God and for God, and one day you go to God, but between now and then, you're to love Him and, and work out your purpose and love people in this space and time, that's one answer to the existential question of who am I and why am I here. But guess what? There's a marketplace of other identities to choose from. Mm-hmm. that are in in total 180-degree opposition to the one that's true and right and the one that'll bring abundance and joy and fulfillment and purpose and presence and pain and loss, and it'll contextualize the broken things that happen. But then in the other identities, it lacks that power of being true. And so then you you believe certain beliefs, and then you believe, you behave out of those beliefs. And so that's where we are. The spiritual battle is, what do you believe about yourself, about why you're here, about what you're supposed to do and where you're going? And depending on what you believe, how you answer that question, those questions, you will behave out of that belief. And so there's a marketplace of beliefs that people have taken into their minds, and they're behaving out of those beliefs. It's as simple as that. But those beliefs that they're believing mm-hmm. are, are, are moving them to violence, moving them to, uh, to philosophies, um, vain imaginations that the Scripture talks about, that move them to protect self and injure people to advance their belief. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, if you're a believer and you saw what went down uh, yesterday— um, that's called lawlessness. Yeah. God does not need lawlessness to accomplish his purpose. In fact, trusting lawlessness, Doug, reflects a belief in a God that's small, yeah. who somehow has lost control. Yeah. And resorting to it to achieve any purpose flies in the face of his sovereignty and his ability to work everything together for the good and and let me just say to everybody listen i get it i get the emotion and i get the frustration hey kenny there is no way to to recognize or support the energy that overran the people's house yesterday no way hey kenny we got to take a break when i come back i want to talk about alexithymia from that book from your book and what we were talking and continue Uh, this discussion okay hey you're listening to swat radio we're talking to kenny luck Every Man Ministries, we will be right back after this break. Keep listening to SWAT Radio.
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. There I was on death row Guilty in the first degree Son of God hanging on my destiny The crowd was shouting crucify Could have come from these lips of mine The dirty shame was killing me It would take a miracle to wash me clean Then I Hey, this is Doug McCary. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was David Crowder and uh, the Red Letters. Uh, we're talking with Kenny Luck from Everyman Ministries. And Kenny uh, mentioned a verse um, earlier, Philippians 127. And uh, I just want to read it real quick because I think it's so important for us as believers in light of what's going on to remember this, what Paul said to the Philippians, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. What a great, great verse. Kenny, thanks again for being with us today. Sorry about COVID. I'm glad that you're okay. Yeah, you are a spiritual warrior and, um, you know, I appreciate so much the resource. I want to let people know about it. It's called Dangerous Good, The Coming Revolution of Men Who Care. You can get it by going to Kenny's website, everymanministries.com. You can also go 
to Amazon or any bookseller probably and get it um, dangerous good. Uh, I will say, Kenny, when I ordered mine on Amazon, it took a little while to get um, uh, the uh, (laughs) The uh, supply chain. Yeah. So I'm assuming that uh, Everyman Ministries has a pretty good supply if people reach out through that website and want that. Okay. All right. So that's everymanministriesplural.com. Kenny also has some other things on the website. He does a daily devotional. He does a blog and a podcast, uh, all encouraging uh, as you've already heard him share, and uh, I want to I want to pick up Kenny on what we were talking about because I don't know if you watched any of the videos that came out of uh, what happened yesterday. I did. It's hard for me, being a former law enforcement guy, not to want to see right. what's going on. So I was watching right. it, and as I was watching uh, the people involved, I believe with all my heart that there were instigators there because they looked different than other, what I would call your normal everyday people that might have just want to show up and say, Hey, we want to be heard. The, there were people that looked nefarious or like they, they, they had something they wanted to try to do. And I was thinking about your book, especially that chapter two, where you talked about alexithymia. I think I pronounced that right. Yeah. Uh, uh, where thymia. Yeah. Alexithymia. Sorry where it's a picture of being emotionally dead without the ability to feel empathy. And you were talking about that young guy who got killed when he went out for a jog by men and how these people that killed him. Yeah. Christopher Lane. He was, he was out, uh, out there. They they talked about, yeah, they talked about him like they would, you or I would talk about making a sandwich you say in the book, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, I think all of us, uh, have that capacity. Uh, if, if we're believing that, uh, in, in what we're doing, mm-hmm. um, with conviction, and that can be a good belief or, or an evil belief that's intended to harm, uh, God made us with emotions. He made us with a conscience. And alexithymia actually in the original Greek means to repel the soul. Mm. It means that you disconnect your head and what you're thinking from your heart. And as you said, you become dispassionate uh, about what you're doing in order to continue doing what you're doing. You're not feeling while you're doing, you're just doing. And essentially, you're compartmentalizing your feelings to go forward uh, with a selfish and harmful action. Um, Rapists, serial killers, killers of people. And that that situation that you mentioned with the young man in Oklahoma who was engaged and just going on a jog, there was some bored guys who just said, hey, I think it'd be fun to kill somebody. And then he just happened to run by. And because of the trauma that these particular boys had experienced in their family formation, they're survivors. And survivors can't feel in order to survive. Lots of bad things happen, but to live, they have to desensitize themselves to what they're feeling so they can just get along Mm -hmm. in the adverse circumstances that they're in. They can't stop and think about all their losses or maybe not having fathers in the home or their family being torn apart or living in poverty. So they just stop feeling. Mm -hmm. 
And so now you can understand after life up to 14, 15, 16 years old, having to put away feelings just to survive. And then all it takes in that environment is one bad idea. Mm. And then there's groupthink. And it's groupthink without feeling. Everybody's not feeling because we're all in the same boat. Mm -hmm. And that's where you see human beings doing things that are unconscionable. Why? Because the conscience has been seared. Where does it originate? It originates through trauma, family, or in life that has impacted that ability to connect your heart with your head, mm-hmm. and that's been severed. And so, you know, a lot of times when you see lawlessness or you people see people doing violence, that's what's they're, they're compartmentalizing, but, you know, it started somewhere. And, you know, in Dangerous Good, what we talk about in the book is that the man of God, and there's about 700 million of us men who claim the name of Jesus, walking planet Earth right now, mm-hmm. um, we're congruent in Christ between our heart and our head, you know, because Jesus who lives in us was congruent emotionally. He saw things, and he stepped in. He saw male culture oppressing women, he stepped in. He saw broken male culture saying, kids mean nothing, and he said, let them come, and he touched them, and he blessed them. He saw broken culture marginalizing people who are morally, ethnically, or physically unacceptable, and he broke all those rules, too. Why? Because he knew who he was, he knew what to do, and his mind and his heart were connected. And that's our model, and that's, that's what the world's really waiting for, even in this moment now more than ever, is men who know who they are, men who know what to do, and men who know how to step in the midst, not in the absence of, the midst of a broken culture to be like Jesus. That's the coming revolution of men who care. Well, you, you, you say in your book that our culture is producing millions of men like this where their head is separated from their heart and their hearts they're they're like walking yeah. zombies and you 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 immediately follow that chapter with one about community and <laughs> use a word I've never used in anything I've ever written rapscallion <laughs> um you talked about <laughs> rapscallion standing on uh, your porch yeah. um but you talk about the importance of being connected and last time you were on i've never forgotten uh, what you said because you say it a lot isolation kills connection conquers and we've got just a couple of minutes here before we we go to break uh in about three minutes so let's talk about a little bit about uh what's happening in our country right now as far as isolation and the things that you see driving us to be isolated as men um other than our just simple nature Right, you know, our nat- there's our nature uh, where we, um, we we tend to isolate and, and to do life alone and not talk about really what's going on. So that's the starter, that's the foundation. But then you throw on top of it, you know, a pandemic which uh, governmentally enforces isolation. I'm in probably the harshest 
area. Uh, some of your listeners might be in Florida. All, everybody on the, the left coast is jealous of the right coast, all you Floridians. <laughs> but, um, but hey, uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a principle uh, because human beings were not meant to live in isolation. In fact, all the sociological and behavioral health research will show you that people go crazy when they live in isolation. And they don't do well, but put them with other people, and then if you up the quality of the other people that you're with, if you're with life-giving people, if you're with encouraging people, if you're, if you're with people who believe in transcendent moral values that you can all stack hands and agree on, mm-hmm. you're going to accelerate every dimension of professional health, emotional health, spiritual health. And that's just affirming what the Bible already says. Mm -hmm. It says iron sharpens iron. It says flee these youthful lusts and pursue life with other people who are seeking faith, love, perseverance. You know, and so the Scripture already tells us what we need to know. Here's the thing. When you have uh, circumstances that produce isolation— whether it's forced or whether it's by choice. In our culture today, Doug, um, we have a lot of tools that are supposed to meet us in our isolation, i.e. our phones, social media, uh, you know, content, YouTube, Instagram. Problem is those sources that are supposed to give us meaning in our isolation don't make our soul healthy they atomize our soul. They fragment our soul, which then exacerbates all the negative emotions that are out there because we were looking to it for meaning and connection, and we're the most connected technologically that we've ever been to people, and we're the most fragmented internally that we've ever been. Why? Because those are false fountains. The Hmm. only true source for inner health and healing is a relationship with God through Jesus. And so that's why you and I proclaim the gospel, because we know that from our innermost being comes springs of life. That's the promise of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But if you look to the false fountain and false people in your in your isolation, you're gonna you're gonna stay parched. And when you stay parched, you're vulnerable, and when you're vulnerable, you believe lies, and when you believe lies, you behave out of those lies. Well, and that's and that's yeah, that's, that's where we see a lot of people going today because of social media and others. But we're going to take a break for the news. We're going to be right back with more Kenny Luck. Stay tuned to SWAT Radio. We'll be back after the news on 91.7 The Truth here in Jacksonville. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. This is Doug McCary of His Light Ministries, and uh, we'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners up on WMER in Meridian, Mississippi, also on the Lighthouse up in Virginia Beach, 
over in Folkestone, Georgia on 91.3 here in Jacksonville, 91.7, and then down in St. Augustine, 91.9. Thank you for joining us, and uh, we're so blessed to uh, have Kenny Luck on today. Hey, listen, if you want to listen to this or any past broadcast, go to SWATradio.com and click on the past program link, and uh, you can listen to this or anyone. And if you can't remember, um, just put in Kenny, K-E-N-N-Y. You can search it there, and it'll take you right to it. And uh, we were talking about rapscallions. No, actually, we were just talking about being connected. But Kenny used the word rapscallion. If you're wondering what that meant, it means mischievous person. That's me. Uh, probably you too, Kenny. I can imagine you were probably mischievous yeah. as a as a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how I know what that means? You know when you fill up gas at gas stations? I don't know if they do this in California, but in here, they play things on these little screens, and they give you definitions. Yeah. And yep. I saw that word yep. on there, and I am go, wow, that's interesting, <laughs> rapscallion. So uh, anyway, uh, I thought that was funny that you used the word in the book and I knew what it meant because I saw it on a screen in a gas station. But, um, Hey, I want to go to talking back about spiritual friends for a second and good friends, you know, Psalm, um, Psalm one is very good about talking about who we should be hanging around and, uh, thinking about uh, the the kind of people we want to, uh, be around in life. I can know, I, I know in my own life, um, there, there were times that I hung around people I shouldn't have, and I tended to reflect their values more because I liked them and I wanted to be like them, uh, you know. And then as I got into following Christ more and and hanging around people and deciding, okay, this is who my identity is. I want to be this. I looked for those people that that represented Him, and uh, you know, talk a little bit about as a culture, how with social media and everything, we tend to be drawn to people sometimes that may not be the best representatives of Christ and how that really impacts us when we hang around those people. Well, um, I think all of us um, are built for acceptance. And um, depending on your inner formation, um, you either have it or you don't you don't, you strive to get it. Um, if you look back at the Lindbergh High School yearbook of 1982, you'll see a picture of me in the middle of the yearbook in the senior section, mm-hmm. and it says, Kenny Luck, life of the party. Mm-hmm. Really, it was Kenny Luck, seeker of acceptance and belonging. Mm-hmm. And so anytime we find ourselves with people who may not possess the values that we know are right, and our engaging behaviors that we know are right, are, are not right, then we just have to ask ourselves, well, why am I there? Why am I with people who don't believe like I do, and why am I with people who don't behave like I do? Well, the reason you're there is because you're suffering that lack of belief and those behaviors because you want acceptance, which is why every man and woman listening to us needs to accept their acceptance by God himself through Christ. Because once that's done, stop chasing lesser acceptance. Mm. And so that's why we, pro- we proclaim the gospel, because we have an experience and an encounter with God's love that is so pervasive 
that we just stop caring about what other people think. And we want to be, we're able to have the strength and confidence now because we have worth on the inside. That worth gives us peace and confidence. And now we can start choosing new friends that do believe and behave like we do. And we don't chase acceptance in the wrong places and in the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I, I mean, I know you're right. I mean, we... We start off, I mean, the reason that uh, I was a class clown a lot of times was seeking approval of others and wanting to be yeah, accepted, absolutely. you know, and uh, that kind of stuff. And, and and then when you're in Christ, you know that. I think the thing that's hard for a lot of people, like I was talking to a group of guys the other day, and maybe you can kind of elaborate on this a little bit, is, you know, most people know Okay, they're not if they're short on money, they're not going to rob they go in and rob a bank. They're just not. Most people they know that's wrong. They know they're not going to do it. So they've drawn a line in the sand in their minds that they're just not going to do that. They're not going to hurt somebody. Most people, right? Um but why is it that we as men uh compromise on other things that um we should know the same thing about. Does that does that question make sense to you? You get what I'm asking? Um, yeah. Um, what you're talking about is how we compartmentalize. Yeah. Uh, some of our some of our behaviors, and um, well, I would say, uh, you know, I, I would I would definitely say this that that reflects uh, a a wrong view of God. You know, my life in God reflects my view of God, mm-hmm. and my Bible gives me a proper view of God. He's the vine, I'm the branch. He's the potter, I'm the clay. He's the shepherd, I'm the sheep. If I'm compartmentalizing, um, and I'm doing things that I probably know in my heart and when I'm doing them, and because of the consequences of doing those things, know that I shouldn't have done that, I always have to go back to my view of God mm-hmm. because I'm forgetting that the vine is dependent on the branch, that the potter has the intention and vision for the clay, that the shepherd has to direct, you know, the, the, the sheep. And not only is God in the A position to lead, he's good. I trust his character. I trust his capacity. He's able. And he cares for me. Mm-hmm. And so... A lot of times when we're, we're struggling with sin um, and behaviors that aren't healthy for us, connecting with people that aren't healthy for us, you know, it, it really reflects, you know, our, our view of God. And, and every time God says, hey, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, he always in the Bible replaces the fear, not with some prescription, but with himself. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. Know that I'm God. And so that's why, you know, on SWAT Radio and in your ministry, Doug, I, I've seen you in action. You're always encouraging people to really get to know God, get to know the love of God, because that's the only way we become secure enough to be brave. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you, you know, you one we, we start our day off in our family with the Shema, you know, which you, you mentioned in your yeah, book, you talk well, about it, you know, it's, yeah. and, and we, every day, the people of Israel did this and it's not a formula. 
It's a reminder no. that 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 right. we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, yeah. and we add what Jesus added, and you love your neighbor, um, you know, uh, as you love yourself. Uh, and what that really means is you love your neighbor because he's like you. He's just like you. So when yeah. your neighbor does yeah. something bad to you or does something that bothers you, he's just like you. We're flawed. We're flawed people. And the people who receive grace have to give grace. But I love that you put that in the book. And, you know, you you talk in your book. Uh, and I'm talking about Kenny's book, Dangerous Good. He's written a lot of good books. But this, to me, I, I just... Um, and I don't even know when did this come out, Kenny? When did you release this? A couple of years ago. Yeah, a couple of years it, ago. It's it's a really good book for guys, um, and it, it's the coming revolution of men who care. But Kenny addresses really, I think, issues that we all have to deal with, and it's very practical. And Kenny's always been practical uh, as long as I've known him. Uh, and I just appreciate the fact that. He puts it out. You're very disciplined to do it. I can never sit down and write long enough to get anything in a book form. So um, I'm, uh, the fact that you do that, uh, I, I refer people to your stuff, okay, because <laughs> it's good. Um, and, and if you want to get a copy, you can go to everymanministries.com. That's everymanministries.com and order the book. He's got daily devotionals there, blogs there, podcast, and And Kenny is the real deal. Uh, he is the guy who lives what he preaches and he preaches what he lives. And, um, he, he and I both, uh, have had a chance to share, um, different events where we get to spend some time each other. And, you know, Kenny, and I'm sure you'll uh, speak to this too, or you've seen this too. You know, if you go speak at events, in fact, in your book, you talk about speaking in an event, um, with some people and, um, you know, not everybody, (laughs) Um, has the same philosophy of of the way we feel uh, that, you know, it's not just about what you do up on the stage, it's who you are off the stage, too. I mean, it's who you are with the people, and I appreciate that about you, that you engage with the people there, um, because that's, to me, where the real ministry takes place, is the one-on-one. Amen. Uh, uh, So I appreciate that about you. Uh, We got about a minute before the last break, but I want to ask you, um if real quick to weigh in um you've seen leaders fall in ministry leaders have uh, uh, this thing about ravi zacharias has rocked a lot of people um and you know i heard i heard one of his guys talking about it one of his disciples or or a guy he was discipling and was one of his ministry leaders what do you say to people because i know you've had to deal with that with people out there well we don't even have time we're going to have to go to the break but when we come back can you be thinking about that and just for people that may be really struggling with whether it's ravi or another christian leader they know that really had some immoral failures that came out that might be causing disillusionment or stuff. Can you speak to that when we come back? You got it. Yeah. Okay, we're going to be right back. We're going into our last break with Kenny Luck. I want to give you his website one more time, everymanministries.com. And the resource we're talking about today is Dangerous Good, his book on um, just a really great practical book for men. And when we come back, we're going to finish up with Kenny and uh, 
If you want to pray for Kenny, I'm sure he'd appreciate it. You can also donate to his ministry by going to his website, Every Man Ministries. Thank you so much, Kenny. We're going to be right back on SWAT Radio. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary of His Light Ministries with Kenny Luck from Every Man Ministries. And uh, we were just talking before we went to the break about uh, Christian leaders um, who uh, have uh, moral failures. They they just basically are leading a double life and unknown to people. And uh, it recently, uh, it's it's come out in Christianity Today that in um, other places that uh, Robbie Zacharias um, had that going on. And Kenny, one of the questions you get asked a lot, at least here, and I'm sure you probably have experienced it too, is, well, what about all the books and the messages and stuff? And and uh, I'm curious to hear your answer. I'll tell you mine after I hear yours. But how do you respond to that? You know, uh, was it all a lie? You know, was it, I mean, what do you do with the books? I got shelves of books by this guy. And how do you respond to that? Because I know you've had to deal with it out there. Well, well, you know, if, you, if, if you've got one listener out there who's been disappointed by a Christian leader, um, behind the one, there's probably another hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're just men. And I just want everybody to um, to be okay with disillusionment and confusion. When I heard the news about Robbie, a hero of mine, uh, I was disillusioned and I was confused for a little bit. And the scripture says that it's okay because 
it says like a tainted spring or a polluted well is a righteous man who gives way to wickedness. And the picture is of people coming to that well mm-hmm. to drink and to being fed and to being nourished by this, this righteous man. And then he gives way to wickedness. And then we now have a question mark over um, what we've drank from that well. So the disillusionment and the confusion is, is normal. Secondly, I would say that the gifts that God deposits in people are separate from the character. Mm. Um, I know that in my life, when I was really struggling, I remember turning on a preacher on the TV. And you know what? He was preaching God's truth. Mm-hmm. And it spoke right into my heart. And his preaching gift, God was using, and, and the words of God were, were going right into my heart like a polished arrow. And it went in, it convicted me, I repented, and I turned the other way. At the same time, this preacher who was on TV was soliciting prostitutes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so so how, how do you explain that? Well, you know, I can have gifts from God, and when I use them, they work. It's just like I have a phone, I possess it, I turn it on, it works. Mm-hmm. And, it's been, and, and it's mine. Uh, but that's separate from how uh, my character is at any given time. And there's a, there's a fatal assumption, Doug. Mm-hmm. That happens. We assume that piety demands less accountability. In other words, there's this pedestal effect where we put people like Robbie because of their piety and theology, and that creates a wall. And the wall looks like this. On the wall, it says, if he's so biblical, gosh, he can be less accountable. Mm-hmm. And guess who relies on that? The leader who's diving into sin. Mm-hmm. The more biblical he is, the less accountable people act. They don't ask him the hard questions. They don't. Nobody's knocking on his door. They have this pedestal effect, and there's this wall, and it's dysfunctional, because the Bible doesn't teach that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you read Psalm, Psalm 101, and it's, it's David as the leader, 22-0, and 0, in major national battles. And he's <laughs> saying, you know, I need people around me. I need men who cling to me. And he's looking for character. The one who is blameless will minister to me, mm-hmm. you know? And so... We, the fatal mistake that we make with our leaders is that we confuse piety and sound systematic theology with somehow giving them less accountability. And I, I worked for a guy named Josh McDowell, and w- when he was on the road and when I was on the road with him, there was all these things he, where he could be, he couldn't be, and it was all in advance. And I said, you know, these are pretty rigorous rules when you go to speak. You know, you can't go into the bathroom alone. A a man has to deliver your food to the room, blah, blah, blah. And he said, Kenny, I never want to dishonor Christ. And I said, well, where did you come up with all this stuff? He said, Billy Graham taught me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So these guys are theological giants, but they have a low view of themselves, and they install boundaries that preserve and protect their witness for Christ so that the people who drink from their well will not be disappointed. Well, I know you have, I mean, you, you were a men's ministry on staff at a church, uh, but you also speak yeah. a lot out um, around the country. And like me, right. we engage with a lot of ministry leaders and pastors. And one of the things that's always surprised me is the number of pastors and ministry leaders that when I ask them accountability questions, I always say, do you have anybody asking you these? And they say no. Yeah, that's right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. 
and you've seen it too. I mean, yeah. like, I don't because they have elders or they have people there, but people just make these assumptions, like you're just talking about, that if their biblical, you know, preaching is good, then they have to be morally living well as well. So it's just it's a scary thing, you know. One one thing my wife told yeah, me, she said it's a it's a it's a warning sign. Every time something like that happens, it's like a caution light from God saying, be careful, be careful, uh, because it, it, the, the enemy's so seductive with God's people. He wants to take them down. So. Well, here's the thing with piety. Piety um, is good. Being religious is good. Being committed is good. Uh, knowing the Bible uh, is good. Um, but, you know, it's what's going on in your heart. You know, that's why Jesus could say, you know, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. When you read Matthew 23, mm-hmm. and you read the, the woes of Jesus, you know, you clean the outside of the cup and dish, but on, on the inside it is full of greed and self-indulgence. Mm-hmm. It's easy to project an image. And here's the thing about our culture. We're image-oriented. Mm-hmm. We swallow the image. We believe uh, what we see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I see Jesus really giving a lot of grace mm-hmm. to people who knew their sin. They knew their condition. They, they knew they needed saving. Mm-hmm. And then his hardest words were for people who, who thought spiritually they had it all together. Mm. Well, I know uh, we, we have we, we got about three, four minutes left, and I, I, I just want to go into one of the last chapters of your book, um, because you, you, you have a quote in there from the return of the King from Tolkien deeds will not be less valiant because they are unpraised so often in our culture. And this is a validity thing, identity thing where people want, you know, they want to be recognized and they think because they're not recognized here, then they're not. And you make a distinction between celebrities and heroes that I love, um, about you know you're talking about Jimmy Fallon versus your sister, and uh, and just a, in a few minutes elaborate on that for our listeners if you can. Uh, just the difference between a celebrity and a hero, you know. Yeah, you know, a, a celebrity is someone that we recognize, uh, you know, publicly, and who has a lot of visibility, and we assign to celebrities qualities of heroes when we really in actuality don't know, but, you know, one of the greatest heroes in my life is my sister Alicia, who got a phone call about her seventh grade brother from my seventh grade homeroom teacher, Barbara Muller. And Barbara said, Kenny's really struggling. He's not going to make it. He's going to matriculate into high school and it's really going to be a battle. And this is the days folks, uh, for all our listeners, when there were landlines, <laughs> So you actually had to find somebody at home. There was no text messaging, no leaving a message. It was you had to catch someone at home. And my sister, Alicia, phone rang. She got the call. She answered. She talked with my seventh-grade homeroom teacher, and she committed for one year to tutor me. Now, that one year of tutoring took me from D's and F's to straight A's, set me up for high school, set me up to go to UCLA, set me up to, to, to meet my wife, have my family, And what I tell people is that Alicia is my hero because on the small axle of her choice to say no to herself as a junior in high school who has an active social life 
and to say yes to her seventh grade brother and take hours and hours and hours for one year to make sure that he had a solid academic foundation. Mm. On the small axle of that yes on the part of Alicia, it turned the big axle of who I am today. I would not be where I am today. I would not have the wife I have today, the kids, the training, the, the platform that God has given. I wouldn't have any of that if it wasn't for an unseen hero named Alicia Luck, hmm. who made a decision to say no to herself, to say yes to her little brother. And and you, you make a statement in the book that time passes and dissolves a person's celebrity status but it creates space for hindsight and reveals true heroes more clearly. And I really want to accentuate that because as I look back over the people that have given me time and built into me and invested in me over the years, those people are the important people. Those are the people that I remember, not when I got a chance to even see a a guy like Bob Hope, you know, who was a very famous person for a lot of people. They may even remember Bob Hope, but you know, for younger listeners, but you know, that Bob Hope, I got to see him. He was a celebrity, but he didn't do anything for me personally. He didn't invest in me. He didn't change the course of my life because of investment. And that's what you're talking about. And we all have a chance to be heroes to people because the world desperately needs heroes for Jesus, people who will be light and dark. And Kenny, I'm just so grateful for your ministry, uh, for every man ministries, for your heart, for uh, ministering to men around the country, um, you know, and thank you for spending time with us today on SWAT radio. We got to come to a close, but I really, really appreciate your time, brother. Thanks for joining us. Okay. You, you, you got it done. Yeah. Hey, you've been listening to Kenny luck, uh, of every man ministries, go to his website, lots of resources there. You can order the book. We've been talking about dangerous. Good. You can also get it on Amazon. And uh, Kenny's got a podcast. And uh, I'm just go to that website. There's so many things there that will encourage you as a man. And if you want to hear this or any past broadcast, go to www.swatradio.com. Click on past programs and you can hear it. We're going to be back tomorrow. Taylor and I finishing up the week, kind of talking about everything we've shared this week. 2021, we finished the first week almost. We'll be back tomorrow on SWAT Radio. Have a great evening. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening 